All right, everybody, welcome out to this special sports podcast of The Logger Room. This is a special Mets Corner podcast uh, coming at you is Jersey Johnny. And with me, as always, is Mr. Radio Pete. And we're here to talk about the Trevor Bauer agita that we all experienced from last night through today. Uh, thanks to Bob Nightingale last night and getting everybody's hopes up and that got shot shit. So uh, here we are today and Trevor Bauer is the brand new owner of the richest uh, one year or two year contract. Everyone to look at it in baseball history. Um, thank, thanks to him using the Mets uh, to get the Dodgers to give him that money. What amounts to be $85 million for two years. Yeah, he's got a $17 million uh, third year if he wants it, but Something tells me, since he has an opt-out in uh, year one and year two, he's not going to use that $17 million option for year three. Just uh, just saying. Unless something drastic happens to him where he kind of doesn't have a choice. But, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Trevor. What do you, uh, what's your take on that, uh, Mr. Uh, I believe I said it a couple days ago to uh, requote once again the great Don Olmeyer. The answer to all your questions is money. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know whether he was playing the Mets or using the Mets to get to the Dodgers. Maybe he would have been happy on either team. Who knows? But um, I guess the you know the Dodgers know you can't ever have enough pitching. This is true. <laughs> well, you know what? And, I mean, and now they have seven starting pitchers, and even yeah. their even their fifth and their sixth starting pitcher is a uh, is a legitimate like you know a number two starter on other teams. So. Yeah. So they're you know preparing. Uh, obviously to, to make another run uh, at a championship. And, uh, you know, I, look, he's got the opt-outs, which, you know, he may go there and win a championship and then decide he wants to go somewhere else. I doubt that would happen right. because they're going to pay him 40 and, and then 45. Right. But, you know, look, he's he's basically signing two one-year deals worth 40-plus million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you know if he wants to play for seventeen million, if things could, go south over the next two years, he could stay um, there and collect seventeen million dollars. Play, you know, get seventeen million dollars. It's uh, an insurance policy for the third year, right? So yeah. that's all. That's all it is. If he pitches lights out, and believe me, as Mets fans, we all hope he doesn't. But uh, if he does, he's gone after two years, or he's renegotiating. He's not right. Stay, right. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really a brilliant contract, right? We were talking about three or four years, or maybe he wanted five, and how much were the Mets willing to pay? Was it 100 over over, or what, what were we talking about? 140 over four or something? Yeah, something uh, like know. that. But the Mets, the, the deal the Mets gave him was, was it was like only $2 million less, but it was right. less money in the second year. It was right. like four, it was $40 million for the first year, and then it was uh, you know 30-something for the second year and 20-something for the third year. So he, he opted for, and, and they were giving him an opt-out after one year. So they now he's got the opt out after two years as well, gonna, and yeah. a bigger amount in the second year. So, and, and you know what? I, I mean, seriously, we we should have saw this coming, right? Because he's from California. He went to UCLA. All right? Where where would you rather where would you rather spend your off season in three feet of snow in Queens? Not that he's going to stay in Queens, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, or or in uh, or, or or out on the uh, you know. Uh, the left coast. Well, know? right, right. Do you want to, right? Do you want to stay home? Do you want to be with a perennial winner, basically in in some fashion, right? Whether it's just a division right. winner or whether it's a a pennant winner or you know, as of last year, a, a World Series winner. Certainly one of the favorites to go. Or do you want to come to the Mets, who have a new owner and look like they're making some good moves, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, couldn't bring in George Springer and right. still. Questions, more questions about the Mets than about the Dodgers. I'd say, yeah, everything looks great on paper, but you don't know how it's going to. And it looks still question about what's going to go on in the outfield. And right. we don't have, you know, the Mets don't have two aces, right? <laughs> we, got, we got one ace and then a, a handful of pretty darn good pitchers, right? But uh, yeah, so a more stable, uh, more um, potentially winning situation. Out on the left coast, where all the sunshine is. Exactly, exactly. So, that, just wait that, till August. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Thirty-eight degrees. Yeah, on, have fun out there on the well, field, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. The, uh, the the ball is like just smoking as you catch of, it. You know, it's like, yeah. The uh, thing I guess that that bothers me. Well, you said that though, because he did pitch in Arizona for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's even worse. But that's <laughs> a dry heat. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> that's dry heat. So. Yeah. He's good there. Yeah. 
Uh, here's the thing that, oh, look, he's, he's going to go for his money, and, and we have no reason to begrudge him that if somebody's willing to pay him, fine. You know, the video wearing the Mets hat and and all that kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah. No, it, that, it, you know, he, I, he, he made it seem He didn't like, make that today. That was made in December, and he just, you know, made his choice in the, the last scene he's right, filmed Right, right, but I'm saying there was, you know. <laughs> Hopefully he filmed it today. The, Although, yeah. no one him, he could have filmed it a week, uh, two weeks ago, knew when he was going to go to the Dodgers with whatever well, he. And, and maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was us and the New York media that were reading more into it, but it seemed like he was really interested in coming here. And this is this is where he was going to come if we made at least if we if the right. Mets made at least as good or close to as good an offer as anybody else. Right. Right. Doesn't seem you. like that really was the case now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Why don't we uh, we we have a we have a guest to bring on with us uh, right now. Uh, uh, first, no, a first for the podcast. First, first for the podcast. Uh, he's known around the Mets circles as Patchman Phil. Let's bring him in right now. Here he is, Mister Patchman Phil. How are you, sir? How are we doing, guys? Pretty good yourself. <laughs> How are we feeling now about the um, non-signing? Hold on, I just lost my audio. Oh. Just, uh, we, we're hearing you, so can you? Uh, well, we'll keep talking until you actually hear us. How's that? He can't hear us, so it doesn't matter. There you go. Well, um, you can see our lips moving. So. There you go. Well, as he works on that, have you heard it yet? No. Oh, okay. So, well. I just lost my audio. I'm working the test. Hold on, you might have to. All right. All right. Well, while while he works on that, I'll say this. Uh, the uh, here we go. Hold on. Let me just here, keep talking a second while I text. Te- 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 oh, okay. He's gonna. So we're having a few technical difficulties, folks. There you go. Just a couple. We could say the Mets had some technical. Crazy guys. It's like Trevor Bauer. You think he's coming to the Mets? Who knows? Crazy. Hold on. I'm really reached out. I don't know why. You guys should have to hear me though, correct? Uh, yeah, it's a little uh, yeah, okay. hazy. Can you hear me? Can you hear us now? I just, I just sent you and I just uh, messaged you uh, what to do. On, uh, I'm gonna yeah. try to log back in. Yes, go. Yeah, do that. At, okay. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Come there you go. All right. You bail out and come back. There we go. Right. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it always goes well. It always goes. Hey, you know what? Why not? Give you know what? Right? It gets screwed up in like uh, you know ten million dollar studios at the Proceus. So <laughs> exactly. No shame in us so having a few. We're, we're, we're just focus. a little bit less than that. So it, yeah, exactly. That, so. Exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, no. Uh, you know what? Uh, here's the thing. Uh, there, there's a couple ways to look at this, and I'm sure we'll talk uh, more about it when when Phil comes back. But uh, here's uh, here's a couple ways to look at it. Um, one. The Mets have had really one of the best off seasons in terms of acquisitions and and impactful acquisitions and hole filling acquisitions and bolstering up the bullpen and getting Lindor and everything else and, and they haven't had that in quite some time, if not ever, really this this impactful of an off season. But it's looked at as if it's been uh, a downer because the top three free agents we didn't get any of them. We didn't get Riomuto. We didn't get Springer. Now we didn't get Bauer. And yeah. and and that's the way it's looked at. So uh, it's it's a it's a failure of an off season when it really is a very successful off season. Quite frankly, you know. Uh, and, yeah, I I think you could say of those three, you know, Real Muto, not really missing that too much. No, no, we're not uh, gonna, because we're, that that would have been a lot of money, and it would have been a lot of money. Bit it would have been ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, a little and, bit of an older guy, and I think uh, we got a good deal and and a, and a good uh, catch with McCann. Absolutely. So totally, we're fine with that. Totally but agree with that. You can say, yeah, the Mets had a great offseason. In terms of the Mets, it's fantastic. But if the goal was to really turn yourselves into a top-notch contender, eh, Lindor, good. McCann, good. Um, those are really the two big names. Not right. getting Springer, okay, maybe not that good. Not getting Bauer, Okay, maybe not that good. Right. So I I don't look at it as a failure, but uh, if the goal was we got to we want to get at least two or three of those guys, which I felt the goal was right. two or three, probably two. Two of those guys would have been the goal. When it was all three weren't happening, but two of them would have been the goal. Yeah, we didn't we didn't quite get there. Right. But I don't think that means that 
suddenly the Mets are, you know, going to be battling for fourth place. No, no, assuming no, no, no. all things, you know, remain level or whatnot. Look, um, I mean, it's not like it's not like whoever's going to pitch in place of Trevor Bauer now, if he were on the rotation, it's not like he. Uh, it's not like he was going to. Um, uh, th- whoever is going to pitch in his place, it's not like he's going to lose every game and Bauer was going to win every game, right? So, right. I mean, even if there is a difference by, say, of, say, even four or five games, okay, uh, you know what? I mean, with their, with their lineup and everything else and what the rest of the rotation is going to be able to do, I still think it, it shoots us up enough. I mean, and that's giving Trevor Bauer the, the, the uh, benefit of the doubt that last year wasn't an aberration. Because, I mean, to be completely honest with you, when we come right down to it and think about this, that man just made $85, $85 million for two years based on 11 games. <laughs> right. When, when you think about it. You know? Well, yeah, they were actually, they were comparing. Um, let me see. where Phil's the... back. I'll bring him back in here. Okay. There he is. I'm good now. You guys can hear, I can, you guys can hear me? Oh, perfect, uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Good. Good. Um, so, what are you guys talking about? The, the big three agent, uh, the big three guys. That we, yeah, we were talking about whether the off season. Uh, well, a lot of people are kind of looking at it as a failure, but it really shouldn't be looked at as a failure. I mean, we we didn't get uh, two out of those big three names, but we got one of them, and we got a really, I think, a really great deal in in McCann. Um, but you know, not getting Springer, not getting Bauer, there are a lot of people going, "Oh, the Mets are the failure." And but my point, I was up saying that there's they're still going to be vying, I think, for uh, for the division title. title with what they have, and and they're not done yet. So I, yeah. I, I don't look at it as a failure. So the way like it's hard to reprogram our brains, right? So we're for years we had that abuse of the Wilpons, and the, and they basically like mentally trained us to be like mm, that car or that toy is too nice for us. We have to shop at the bargain bin. And now, obviously, with Steve Cohen, we have this feeling where, like, okay, now we can go after anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's frustrating that, like, I just feel this whole offseason, like, it just is a theme where you take one step forward and then, like, two steps back. And what I mean by that is, like, Bauer or Springer, I personally want a Springer because I feel that the Mets basically have two outfielders and then a bunch of infielders who are good playing outfield. So I fear, fear – feel like that Springer would have been the guy who, even if he played corner after the later on in his career, he still w- would have been like a win now type player. Sure. And, and, right. and being an everyday player, he would have right. more impact. I think John and I could kind of agree with that. Take. No, absolutely. Back in the, in the, when this first started, when the offseason first started, and you know, we talked about all of this on the regular podcast and we wrote a couple of blogs about it. Uh, the, of those top three, I, I was saying from day one, I didn't want Riamuta. I didn't want his contract. I want McCann. McCann was, I mean, for the last couple of years has not been that much lower, uh, less of a pitcher, honestly, than JT Riomuto has been over the last couple of years. Yes, of course, Riomuto is better, but, and he's a little younger, negligibly, not even a year younger than, than James McCann. And uh, also the fact that uh, we have, um, what's his name, uh, coming up uh, from... Uh, oh, yes, yeah, um, uh, one of the top prospects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and he's three years away uh, or so. And, uh, you know, so McCann's contract is perfect. He'll fill the void. He'll he'll he's he's a marked, marked improvement defensively <laughs> that we've have had in a very long time behind the plate. Yeah, that's for sure. And his bat's pretty damn good. But so, let me ask you this. So the reality is, though, is like even if you didn't want JT or Muto, because I get it that like giving a long term deal, big contract to catchers is, you know, like a running back in football, the knees give out a little bit. So I get that. And McCann is the upside. You want him to develop and be, you know, that star. But right. losing out on Bauer and Springer, it kind of, as a Mets fan, we we didn't get any of the big guys. So right, exactly. It, it, guys, it, it's frustrating. Like, we were told that, all right, we, we can spend money. And the, so Lindor is nice. It's awesome. He's in his prime. I totally agree. But, like, getting Lindor so early on and then trying to sell us on, like, Oh hey, don't worry. We'll lock up Lindor. We promise, and we'll probably get Conforto too. And yeah, don't worry about it. We got our bid for Springer and Bauer. Don't worry about it. It's it's very frustrating when if you get one of those guys, I think we can compete for a World Series. And now you said division. I think division ish wild card. I think the Braves are still better. Yeah, I mean the Braves have a great team. Uh, don't get me wrong, and and I I, I do believe that they're going to be right there. It's going to be difficult for the Mets to to win the division, but it's not impossible. No, my and, point know, is that they're, they're going to – I think they're going to vie for it. They're going to compete And not getting Springer, not getting Bauer doesn't – if you get one of those guys, then obviously you're the, 
I wouldn't say prohibitive favorite, but I think you'd be favored even over the Braves, right? If you had George Springer or Trevor Bauer, exactly. you definitely you're right, right there with the Dodgers, hundred percent with the right. Battle, but my, with my yeah. Right, but my point is, without those guys, it's not like oh, they're going to be battling for you know fourth place in the division or something. No, no, no. This no, is no. still a very good Mets team, and they still have to make a couple of moves, obviously. And we and we see what they we're going to see what they do, obviously. But you know, uh, still we should be expecting good things from this team, even Absolutely. without those guys. I just say, say you know, we do pick up like a Jackie Bradley Jr. or or a Rizzi or something like that. That team is good, but like you said, it's not. I don't think it's better than the Braves. So now you're competing with the Cardinals with Arenado. And they're like, I feel like they're better. And yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers are definitely better. So then it's like, okay, are we better than the upcoming Padres? Okay, close. Um, and, the, and then Nationals, they're right there. And it's tough. Like, then we're fighting for the wild card spots and they get down dicey. So they come down to a couple of games again. And it's very frustrating where you and I both know it's going to come down to like three or four games. Yeah, and it probably yeah. will, and it you and it, and it yeah. has. I mean, it came down to three or four games two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? With exactly. Mickey Calloway, and I, I, I don't mean to mention that name. But you know, man, I, I don't want to throw up. Please, please. I don't either. And we didn't, we didn't even, we didn't even bring him up on the podcast on Wednesday night. So, so we just left nope. him alone. Three and a half hour podcast. We didn't mention his name. All right, once, so, now, so now that you did bring it up, I got to ask though. I was talking to my friend about it. Do you think that Mickey Calloway is the worst manager in Mets history, or or, or no? I was wondering. The worst manager in Mets history? No. The, honestly, I think the worst manager in Mets history was one of the best managers in Yankee history. Are you, are you talking about Casey? No, no, no. no, no, no. Yogi. No, uh, uh, Joe Torre. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No. But he was like a player. <laughs> he was like a player. No, no, he was a manager. He, he was player manager, and then he was right. the manager for a few years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was that, was the, like, the press like, called him Clueless I Joe. Mean, that was his nickname in the papers, Clueless Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little before my I do know he was a player manager type. He was a player manager for a year. He came from the Cardinals and he went to the Mets and he was player manager for a year, year and change. And then he just became the manager. He was the manager for two or three years, uh, maybe even three and a half years. Uh, but, um, but yeah, he just, he was <laughs> horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, would, I would probably yeah. call Callaway like the laziest. Callaway's probably the laziest. Or I think you could toss a coin between him and Tory for worse, but I don't know. He just—I equate Callaway to you know somebody was he was happy to get the job, and we're gonna have fun, and oh, we're gonna know. we're gonna make everybody smile and have a good time and play some baseball. That's the type of manager he was, you know. To me, anyway, that's what I always got out of him. He was—he right. like, wasn't—he wasn't a hard nose. He wasn't, you know, he was—he by far was not uh, Terry Collins, you know, who could bite anybody's head off and pat you on the back at the same time. Uh, this guy was just like, oh, you know, sunshine and roses. That's all he was about. Um, even even well, in the even in the face of what he was go- what he was doing, you know. As far as I'm um, concerned, the only time we should mention the name Callaway is if we're talking about golf. Golf, golf. absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> or, there's or no reason to Disney World too. Maybe I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, look, all right. Fine. There you go. We can uh, we can throw that in there. But, um, <laughs> um, I had one more thing to ask you guys too, because I appreciate you guys having me on, and I always do like talking to other Mets fans, and like at the games, it's awesome. I I do sure. love talking, picking people's brains. Absolutely. Um, what do you guys think about like Sandy Alderson, and like do you think he was the right guy for the job? Like, and I'll tell you what I believe, but what do you, how do you think how he's doing now, and do you think he was the right guy to, for Mister Cohen, Uncle CV, to rehire? Uh, I think it was probably a smart choice on him, only because Steve. Uh, uh, Sandy Alderson knows New York. He knew the team. He knows what's right in Major League Baseball. You know, uh, is is he the best thing since sliced bread? No. But what? But for Steve Cohen, who really, you know, he was a minority owner and really didn't know baseball other than being a fan. You know, his his baseball knowledge is his baseball acumen. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I really don't know it. Obviously, I couldn't say this for certain, but I wouldn't be surprised that our baseball acumen is about e- equal to his. You know, he just has the money to buy the Mets. Well, um, he, he might have like uh, half a dozen guys, though, crunching the numbers and telling him. Oh, well, no, 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 which, of course. You know, he, so he, on, he, on, on that level, on that level, I just mean, just, <laughs> on that I don't level, have a yeah. Staff, you know, uh, there's no staff here telling uh, well, me. Well, you have you have those guys in the kitchen that you use from time to time. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. But, but uh, no, I just mean I, I just mean for as far as you know, uh, you know, baseball knowledge, right, baseball knowledge. Right. right. But, well, and he admitted that. Yeah, he said he doesn't and, want to come in and run the team. He's of course not. Right. So somebody like Sandy Alderson for a short term. Sandy Alderson's not going to be there for twenty years. You know, for a short term to get get. You know the Mets in order, get the right people. Unfortunately, the first choice was wrong, but uh, get the right people in order. Yeah, and well, yeah, and, I, you know, I, I, I think it was, I think it was an okay move. I think it was a, a, 
you know, it was one of the decent moves he could have made. I don't think there necessarily was one that comes to mind right off the bat that would have been a better choice. I could think of a few that would have been worse choices, but you know, that's my take on it anyway. But what was yours? I I, I think that um, I think that what you just said about getting things in order with all the turmoil, it's obviously some of it recent, but with managers and everything going on, I think Alderson was more of a continuity move than anything else. Uh, let's let's have at least one thing be stable, stable, yeah, and then we'll go from there. And I, I you know, I don't know how long he'll he was be only around. gone. He was only gone for two years, right? So I mean. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's not like he was that far removed from the organization. So right, exactly. So at least so, you know something that we know, and then we can work from there. But I, I, I have a feeling he won't be around that long. But we'll no, see. No, he no. might just do a wonderful, amazing job, and uh, I would, and they win, and then we're all happy. But I would, I love think if he Mr. was Epstein uh, comes I, in in a year and takes his position. It would be no, yeah. No, I, so. I, I think Cohen's familiarity with him had as much to do with it as uh, anything as his else. Belief in Alderson's ability to, to do the job. Yeah. What's your take, Phil? Um, so for me, I totally agree, actually, a little bit with you guys, how, yeah, he, he, he knew the organization so well. He had a bail, you know, he had a little pause, you know, with his health, and then he jumped right back in. And it, it just was so frustrating was when when they rehired him, it was like, wow, Sandy Olsen knows all these people in baseball. He's so smart, you know, and now he has a, he has a big wallet, unlimited spending. So it's like Sandy Olsen with a budget. And so for me, it, it's like, okay, I can't wait to see. I was a little skeptical because in my mind, I'm like, this is the same guy who let Justin T- Turner walk because he didn't like the way he was training in the offseason, right? Right, 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 right. So this is the same guy who basically looked at Daniel Murphy as a net negative. And you could say that the Wilpons, you know, didn't want to give him the extra money. But reality, the, the Mets, could, if you really wanted to, I believe the Mets could have brought him back, Murphy, just like they brought back Cespedes. That's what I right. believe. And oh, so no. now you're giving this guy another <laughs> shot at it. Yeah, which is kind of the flip side of the coin. There was, no, there yeah. was no reason they could have brought back – they couldn't have brought back Murphy. That right. was, I, that I was, think that he was wanted just... to come back here. And, of course he Murphy did. thought he was that good, he would have gotten more money, okay? He guessed he, he was better, but, you know, Nationals and so on. It, so to me, when it comes to Sandy, it's like it's frustrating because now I see Bauer not go, and I see Springer, you know, go to the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays, why couldn't you give him an, that extra year or front load the contract then? Because Springer wanted to play here, and it's like, is it is it Moneyball Sandy? Like, listen, like we have to financially juggle things. Like, I, I think if Sandy goes to Cohen and goes, hey, I, we have, we have to give him the best year, as you alluded to, Cohen's gonna go. I'm going to let the smart guys run the things. Cohen's going to lead this, listen to Sandy. Right. So it's Sandy's team right now. And the Jared Porter thing, he was groomed to become the guy. But right now, because of Porter being a, a terrible creep, now all of a sudden it's back to Sandy's show again. Right. And it, it, it just it bothers me a little bit. And everyone's always like so positive on Sandy. And, and I don't hate him, but like, oh, man, I don't love him either, guys. <laughs> no, it's, I, an interesting, I... it's an interesting point because – he was working under a completely different financial system with the right, Wilpons, right? right? So, right. yeah, we okay, maybe we obviously there's a few moves that we didn't like and there were some moves which were okay, but you're right. Now, that's even if he did a really great job with that, that's no indication that he's going to do a great job when suddenly he has a, a much bigger budget. So, yeah, we haven't really seen him work under these kind of conditions. So, you could say there's just as much a question mark about him as anybody else, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a, there, there could be question marks about everybody, you know. I mean, when it come right down to it, but I, I, I think I still think the whole Springer thing. I, I think there was two things there. I think number one, they were a little hesitant to give to push a little bit extra with money for Springer because they were still playing footsie with Bauer, and they were still worried about what they would have had to give him and how much they would have had to go over the luxury tax. And they missed so out there, there was there was a, there was a little money there, and and also. The, the whole Springer thing broke right after Porter. So I can't help but think that had something to do with, with Springer Thank thinking that he was going to go up to, to Toronto. Uh, could, the, the man lives in Connecticut, grew up in Connecticut, wants to play close to his home. And and because of a couple million dollars, that probably could have been negotiated. He, he decides to go to Canada instead? I'm yeah. sorry. It had, something to, it had something to do with Porter. It had definitely had something to do with Porter. Well, sure, he lost lost confidence in in the Mets for hiring the guy in the first place. Right. You know, he's looking at the organization, going, I, I don't know about going there now. This this right. is this is yeah, what that's they what's going to happen, right? Exactly. Right, guys. And if you remember, they, when they did the press conference, um, and for the Lindor press conference, and they had like Sandy and Jared, 
a lot of times the media people were still going to Sandy, Sandy. and then he would affirm. And there was a question where they asked um, Sandy, and they go, so hinting at the other free agents available, and they go, so who's the next target? Is it? And they don't want to like tamper or whatever. So they're kind of like, hey, is it the, is it the outfielder? Is it the pitcher? You know, kind of thing like that. Right, and yeah. and Sandy made a joke in the press conference saying like. You know, we we have our differences, and him and him and Porter chuckled, and so I honestly I got that from I think Porter probably wanted, um, it seemed like maybe he wanted Springer more, and Sandy Porter wanted Springer more, and Sandy wanted Bauer more. Sandy Correct. Wanted Bauer more. Was, oh, Sandy was playing footsie with with Bauer mm. since November, so uh, you know that that's yeah I I agree with that hundred <laughs> percent. Not very good footsie though. Not obviously not, not. good enough. Oh, well, God. you know what? I got. Maybe should have taken the sock off. I, I got to hand it to Ms. Rachel Luba. Uh, I mean, she. <laughs> uh, wow, you know, I mean, she's, uh, you know, and my uh, my my daughter's uh, my daughter's boyfriend actually knows her because she he's a pitcher in the Reds organization, and uh, uh, you know, and she she's been around a couple. In fact, a couple of the guys he pitched with, uh, she manages as well, and uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't remember what the uh, exact scenario was that he was telling me about, but. Yeah, he said, "Watch out, because she knows what she's doing." I'm like, "Well, obviously she does, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know." <laughs> yeah, high speed uh, pitcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, one thing about Bauer too, I'm glad you brought up the agent. It's like this guy, like his social media game, and I'm not even talking about like his. I do feel that your part of it is with the Mets trying to change their culture and all this, you know, kind of anti men and towards women vibe that they have been coming up lately. I also feel like, you know, bow with being the Twitter mob and kind of being that bully mentality towards that reporter. uh, I think that kind of play, play a part in it. And I just feel like he's a little conceited. Like you're not that good. A little. Yeah, <laughs> I did a LeBron James style press conference, like a decision. And right. like, dude, like you, you, you want to sign on in a sixty-game season? What was it, like twelve starts, thirteen starts, eleven starts? He yeah, had 11, eleven starts. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly eleven. He had he went five and four with two no decisions. <laughs> so he got he got eighty-five. Think about it. And I said this before when you when you bailed out for a minute and came back. He got eighty-five million dollars for two years based on nine starts. <laughs> Oh my God! You know, let me throw this guy's at, let me throw this at you. Um, if you look at Odorizzi's numbers and Bauer's numbers, uh-huh. all right, uh, Odorizzi sixty-two and fifty-six, three ninety-two ERA, eight point six Ks per nine, uh, two point seven eight uh, walks, uh, strikeouts to walks in one hundred ninety-two starts. Bauer seventy five and sixty four three ninety ERA nine point seven K per nine two point eight two uh, strikeout to walk and one hundred ninety five starts, so pretty similar numbers. Obviously, you know more wins for Bowers, particularly in this past season. But um, oh, yeah. boy, uh, you know pretty- th- th- those those are uh, those are fairly similar numbers and those are very very similar numbers one great uh, one great season look look it got him 102 million dollars if or or at least 85 or whatever so i've i've honestly said this and good and, for him and jerk pete, i hate yeah, that guy and, now and pete you can you, you can <laughs> you can uh, you can you can uh, uh, vouch for this um for for the last 3 plus weeks we've been talking about it i don't think i think the money would have been better spent not going, not not giving everybody this agita for the last twenty four hours, and signing Jake Odorizzi, uh, having him in the rotation with with the other guys, and and having a, having a deep having you know maybe not the excess number ones and twos that that uh, um, L A has the Dodgers have, but uh, having as deep a, a, a starting rotation. With extra guys, as they have certainly, and right? You, you build up the bullpen, and then go out and sign, get Jake Odorizzi, sign Jackie Bradley Jr., give him the money, get him in center field, and call it a, and call it an offseason and be done. You just basically, if you get those two guys in, you probably save money over bringing Bauer in, and then you got to, and then the only other things you got to do is you got to lock up Conforto and you got to lock up uh, uh, Lindor. So to and, me, it's like. I don't know if you guys heard, but like Jackie Bradley Jr. wanted like a four or five year deal. Right. I don't know if I want to give that many years to Jackie Bradley Jr. You know what? If they give <laughs> they give him the right they give him the right amount of money. They could probably get away with a three year deal, right? And, yeah. and, and and put an option for a fourth in there. You know, with an opt out on both sides after three or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it just 
the go back to what you said though, like okay, Ajita, like I just feel like this whole offseason, you know, some off the field issues, obviously, and then you know with and with free agency, and then with the culture change, and um, it just I can't shake that like Mets feeling. Yeah, like I, 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 you know, Rome wasn't built in one day, and I get it. Oh, but but hey, it's like dude, we, step forward, two steps back. I keep, I just, I just, that's what I we, feel. Guys. We got decades of that to to shake off. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's We're not. It's not. It's not getting shaken off in three months. No, it's just, just you know. <laughs> Listen, I, you guys may be a little older than me. Listen, I, I was there at Game Seven, okay, at O uh, Six, walking out of Shea, okay. I still get nightmares, so you know. I, I listen. I, I seen enough of my my best frustration, so trust me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we all we all feel the same. Uh, the only thing I'll I'll say this about uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Give him the extra year. Uh, I, I understand your concerns and I share them, but you're not signing him for the fourth or fifth year. You're, you're signing, signing him for the next couple of years. You're signing uh, if you him. Think yeah. he, if you right. think he's going to help you win, then yeah. give him the extra money and, and then deal with it later on. You know? I agree. Now you have to, but the problem is that you should just gave Springer that extra year. And <laughs> I, I agree. Well, I agree. Absolutely. But we got to move forward. You got to go forward. You can't say yeah. we could, we could have, would have, should have. Don't let this fall. By the way, I said I think they should have signed Kiki Hernandez. I, I think that would have been the move, yeah. honestly, because then you could throw him in center field and he could have moved around too. He could have played some infield positions if he needed to. But uh, but in any event. Um, uh, I, did, give, I know, you know, I know yeah. he's another guy too. Yeah, frustrating yeah. didn't get. Yeah, absolutely. But give him the give him the extra year because, like, like, like Pete just said, and we've been talking about it for a while. The bottom line is, if 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 you're signing somebody for a five year deal because it, instead of three or four because he wants that extra year or two, you're signing him for the three years, and you're giving him the money for the fourth and the fifth in those three years, but you're able to pay him in the fourth and the fifth year. Yeah, if if you're ready and, to and win, if you're ready to win right. now. Then that's what you're paying him for, you know. That's that's what you're you're giving him that extra year so that he's going to be here now and help you win. If you still think you're, you know, you're not even close to it, well, then you say no, thanks. We really don't feel like giving you that 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 extra year. We got a bunch of top prospects, Uh, you know. I I know, uh, you know, the 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 kid they just uh, signed, not I guess was not last year, obviously the year before. uh, Is it uh, Pete Crow Armstrong? Yes, Um, yes. he's he's highly touted, and he's going to be in center field at some point someday. And uh, in fact, I don't know if you, either you know the uh, yeah exactly, and either you know that his mother was actually in the movie Major uh, Big League or Little, Little Big League, Little Big League, Little Big League. Yeah, yes, Little yeah. Big League, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she was she was his mother was the mother in Little Big League, which is ironic. Uh, but uh, in any event, um, yeah, he's going to be in center field. We got we got our catcher of the future. Um, you know, then you you got to lock up Lindor. You got to lock up Conforto. Um, yeah, at at some point, Jackie, if you sign Jackie Bradley Jr., at some point he'll be in left field, right? And uh, um, you got you got the squirrel on se- uh, second base. Um, you got Dom and Pete. At some point, we're gonna have the DH, so they'll rotate it first, and the other one's DH. The only thing we're gonna need at that point, obviously, you're gonna need other arms in the bullpen, but you're gonna need to look for a third baseman. But uh, you know what I mean? You know, J.D. Davis is being serviceable right now. But who knows what I mean? There's still, I still heard chatter today, even after all of this BS with Trevor Bauer, that, you know, hey, uh, Chris Bryant's still out there. You know, I don't know if they're going to want to. Uh, I, I don't know if I would want him, but is he an improvement over J.D. Davis? Yeah. Well, Sam you know, didn't value J.D. Davis. Clearly, he took him to arbitration. J.D. Yeah. Davis was really a Brody guy. Took right. an arbitration, and the Mets won the arbitration. The Mets won the arbitration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He wanted they 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 said he's getting two point one. He wanted two point four. I mean, we're we're talking about what three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you know, that's a lot of money to the three of us, not not to them. You but know, to, to, to didn't value that much. Five dollars to to Steve Cohen, but they won the arbitration. Yeah, right. An arbitration hearing is basically like you, you know you sit in front you know in front of the arbitrator and it's like I'm going to tell you why you're worth this money, and the Mets are like. This is why this is no. This is how much you really worth, and I want to tell you why. And they were willing to have him just take, like, basically have the Mets say, "No, you're not worth that money." And so, how do you think the how do you think JD feels from that? Right. So it right. just shows, okay, the Mets don't really value me because, like you said, it really isn't that much money for a billion dollar like Steve Cohen Mets. You know, he's the right. richest owner in all of pro sports. Three hundred thousand yeah. dollars to him is literally like a five dollar bill to the three of us. Even is, less. Is he more than even less. Even less. Is, is he more than Steve Ballmer? The yeah. uh, Clipper, Clippers guy, I know, I know it's close. I heard he's like, a, it's close. He's over. He's, he's eleven oh, between eleven and twelve billion dollars. He's worth. So he's yeah. he's the richest owner in all the pro sports. He's got three hundred thousand in his back pocket. He's got three hundred thousand in his money. wallet right now. And the, yeah. you know the other thing I'll say is, look, obviously you know there's going to be moves that are made during the season. You know if you're if you're good enough and you're hanging around and you need a pitcher, there's going to be teams that are looking to dump pitchers, right? right. 
Right. You know, so and, and maybe we, the Dodgers have, are falling out and they have, have the power. <laughs> right. Right. To think we have to have the full team that's going to play the whole season and win it for us right on opening day. You know, don't have to. Don't have right. to. So always moves to be made. You know, don't want to have to count on that. It'd be nice if we, you know, but uh, could fill some of those holes. But the again, thing- you know, it happens every year. There are teams that are in contention and they make moves. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's not it's not the uh, it's not the end of the world if we don't have every position filled. Right, uh, you know, you, you got to be good enough to get to that be point. Good enough where to get to that point, where it's worth it to bring in that free agent who's, or you know, to make that trade and right. with that expiring contract or who, you know, a two-year guy who's got, you know, uh, one year after that or whatever it is, you got to be in that position. You got to be good enough to be in that position to make it worthwhile. But those are, you know, potential moves to be made. Sure, absolutely. Right, and the history of the Mets have shown that if they're in it at even at the you know the all-star break or or you know in the trade deadline they will make moves to trade even before the Wolpons. I know, I know the Don Clendenin deal like that you know all the way through to you know the the Cespedes and and you know it just they they do make those type of trades so i do believe the Mets will be in it but the problem is when you do it then they made uh, a pretty decent trade in may of 19 uh, 1998 uh what, 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 Piazza you're talking about yeah. yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. It was not 98, yeah, yeah. I think it was 98 season, and then yeah. 99 was the full season. 99 was the full season, yeah. yeah, yeah. They came in in 98, and then they re-signed him in 99 for the seven-year deal, made him the richest player in baseball at that point at $91, at $91, at $91 million for seven years. That was the richest contract that year. And went to the NLCS two years in a row, World Series, and you know the rest. But, um, yeah, no, I, look, my take is this, and we said it before, and I, I think we're all in agreement um, it, it's all Wilponitis, right? We, uh, we, we, we have just experienced basically one of the best off seasons to this point that we've ever had. And we're, <laughs> and we're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. where, where does it make sense? My thing is this, the, this off season will prove to be disappointing if two things don't happen. If, 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 and it, they don't even have to sign. I would like to see them sign Odorizzi and, and Jackie Bradley Jr. Now, or facts, uh, or, or reasonable facsimiles, <laughs> but uh, and I don't think there really is. I, I think those are the two top guys at this point right now that are left. But sign those two. But aside from that, this offseason will be disappointing for if two things don't happen: if they don't re-sign Conforto and if they don't re-sign Lindor. And that can happen after the season, but that will play a role in how this offseason went. If they re-sign both of them, this offseason was perfect. This offseason was great. And 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 the other thing too, and and we we should realize. Yeah, Steve Cohen came in. He bought the team. We're headed in the right direction. We're going to compete, like he said, now and in the future, and that's wonderful. That's about friggin' time, right? But here's my thing. We don't, we, are we going to be completely disappointed if we don't win the World Series this year? Well, uh, you know? no, no. I mean, I, I, my expectations, as I said before, is a wild card team now. With, I want to I get, get to the playoffs and win a series. That's all. That's an improvement. And we'll go next year. If we can win the World Series, that's freaking wonderful. But if we can't, if we can get to the playoffs and win a series, great job. Let's let's move on. Ne- on to the next year. You know, that that's fine. I mean, because if we look at it this way, if we don't, if if we're all going to be disappointed if we don't win the World Series this year, after three months of Steve Cohen owning the team, we became the Yankees, right? Well, yeah, I don't. I don't I, I, yeah, nobody should be World Series or bust. You know, at at, at this point in the process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't mean anything derogatory by that to Yankee fans by any means. No, it's no, that, no. It's, it's just, just that that's where they've gotten to because they. Yeah, you know, but it's not realistic yeah. for for this this match. No, it's all to think about though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but I'll say this, that's true. Johnny. You made a point how, um, like, you know, it, it just the we it's a Yankees expectation is a World Series or bust, but. When Steve Cohen got here and how he said, you know, we want to, you know, win now and be contentious and win in the future um, and, you know, be competitive in the future. It just – that's what you want as a fan. The Dodger model is – you know, they just finally won a World Series, but they were already in two other ones and they're competing all the time. Right. The Mets, like, t- only two times ever have they made the playoffs back-to-back. And so that's what we want. We want to be competitive every year. Right. And so, yes, I agree with you that signing Lindor – uh, and for a long term is an awesome off season. It, yeah, that's great. But the reality is, like, you never we have that in your brain. You never know when you get back. Look how long it was in 2006, and how long it took to get back to the playoffs. So in our mind, it's like you when you're there, you're so close. You, like, if you if they won a series playoff series this year and they, and they lost in the NLCS, mm-hmm. 
it's really frustrating because that was a chance. Like, I don't know if they get back. Also, maybe DeGrom's then is out of his prime or Peter Lazo has back problems. Or who knows? I mean, God forbid these things don't happen, but like, that's why when you get there, you got to win now. So, yeah, no, uh, well, of course, of course, but only one team out of 30 can win. So, and if he's building and doing the right things every year, year in and year out, day in and day out, will be relevant every year. It's grilled into our collective psyches as Mets fans that we're not, you know, how long is the next time before we get yeah, back? Yeah, we, we, we really should at this point with if he holds true to his promise and what we all believe is going to happen, that every year we're going to be relevant. Every year we're going to compete to get to the playoffs. And every year we're going to make the playoffs. And whether we win every year, one playoff series, two playoff series, get to the World Series, at least we're there every year so we can eventually get out of that Wilpon psyche that – Okay, well, you know, we got it. We got there. Now we got to win now, or or we're never going to get back here for another nine, ten, twelve years. But yeah, there there was never a thought that oh boy, the Wilpons are going to do what's necessary to, to no. keep us relevant every year. It was we like, just hope maybe that we we'll could get make lucky. the playoffs. We'll get right. maybe we'll get lucky this year with these. Moves. Yeah, maybe we'll get lucky. Was was kind of the, the right. mindset when the Wilpons were in right. charge. You know, so totally different mindset now. But you're right; it's going to take a little while to. Of course, I mean, the, take the that is- off. Yeah, the dream is to be competitive every sure. every year, like you said. But you know, it, it just like it just hard to it, until we, until you talk talk to me and it's like, wow, we set a franchise record, making the playoffs three years in a row. Until I'm at that point, it's hard for me mentally to think that way because uh, of all the abuse. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, and, and anybody's yep. going to feel that way too. And he, Steve Cohen did say he wants to see us win a championship within the next three to five years. Those words came out of his mouth. He didn't say anything about we're going to win this year. I'm sure he wants to win this year. But he said he wants to do the right things to compete in the future, and he wants to bring a championship to the Queens within the next three to five years. So, you know what? I mean, everybody that's on the team, obviously the pieces that are there now, most of them, you hope, are going to be there in three years. So what he's trying to do now is build for that win, whether it comes next year or the year after, or who knows? Who the hell knows? Maybe it comes this year. Maybe it doesn't come for five years, but we're going to be there every year. We're going to be like the Dodgers have been. We're going to be relevant. We're going to win. Uh, you know, we're going to win one wild card series and then lose. We're going to win an, uh, uh, a league divisional series and get to the championship series and lose. We're going to be in two championship series in a row. One of them, we get to the World Series. And then five years from now, within five years, we got to two World Series, won one of them. You know, that kind of thing. It builds and builds and builds. It's not going to happen in one offseason. But we have had a really good offseason. And if they do sign Odorizzi and they do sign Jackie Braley Jr. and they do at some point during the season, whether it's before, during, or after, extend Conforto and extend Lindor, there's, I, they get absolutely no uh, uh, put-downs from me. They, they yeah. did, you know. You're getting me and Mr. Matt right now. It's so hype up. We're going to run through walls right now. So <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And a spin zone, I do want to say, about not getting Trevor Bauer is that you know, if Syndergaard does come back healthy from that Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. and, you know, Strowman, you know, if he does have a good contract here, now mm-hmm. it opens yourself up to bringing one of them back. Sure. Plus Peterson, um, you know. Peterson he looks good. Him. Peterson like, looks good. So I, I met him at the Mets Fan Fest. Awesome guy. Like, he, looked, I was, like, talking to him, like, five, ten minutes. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, like, he was just chilling. Like, it was awesome. And even though he doesn't have that stuff to be, like, he doesn't have that really super hard fastball, ridiculous curveball that you expect these rookies to come out of. Right. He he could be that kind of guy who's a gamer and and work around the corners and like maybe hopefully develop into like you know I'm not saying he's gonna be Tom Glavin but a a, a pitcher of that type sure. and uh, that that'll be awesome to have him develop too you know so right. that's a little spin zone we got we we got a decent you know th- there's a decent amount of arms right now in fact <clears throat> if we get Jake Odorizzi pardon me sorry about that if we get Jake Odorizzi um, we actually wait we, we have have you know, a surplus. We have too many starting pitchers, and we and we have short up the bullpen. So, you know, we're we're you know, would we have been in a better position with Jake Bauer? I say yes, but still, it's only a maybe because we're going off of. I mean, he was not the year before 2019 and before. He was a good pitcher, but he wasn't what he was last year. Last year, he got, and I said it before, and I'll say it again, he got $85 million over the course of two years based on 11 games. Nine games, really, because two of them were no decisions. <laughs> you know? so, or, or yeah, we'll but you know what? If, you, games, if so. you get 85% of what he was last year, that's still pretty good. 
Well, you know what? I don't yeah, know if it's worth. Eight, I don't know if it's worth forty million dollars. That's, that's but... the point. That's the point. He's a good pitcher. I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher. He's a very no, he's good, a good pitcher. pitcher who's a very had a really pitcher. great year. Now, whether he, he turned worth... a corner, right? And he's going to be great for a number of years, or whether he's going to return to form and just be a good pitcher again, we don't know. But right. that's the, top that's 10? The... What do you guys think? Top ten pitcher, Trevor Bauer. Until he's not, I think you have to say yeah. Right now, yeah, but I mean, you know, we'll, we'll we can revisit that in May and then again in July, you know. But I, I mean, yeah, right now, yes, right but now, closer, but... right? He's on the fringe, right? Right. You know what I'm, saying? I'm not putting him in the top, top five. Top. I'll give him in the top ten. He's in the area, like even Strasburg, like, those kind of guys are better than him. So he's in the area of like I don't know, like a like a Mike Clemenger kind of type, like that, or like sure. Shane, or B, Shane Bieber, like like yeah. I mean, right, I'm, putting Bieber, I'm putting Bieber over him. That's what honestly. I'm saying. Like, he's around that area. Like, oh, maybe put him because Bieber had a great year. But right. so it's like he's not like he's not your Degrom. He's not one, your Kershaw. One, right. Yeah, one, we one, have yet to one see. two and three are are one two and three are Degrom, Cole, and Scherzer. That's one. Sure, sure. Of course, Mad Max. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah. But I mean, we have yet to see him do it with consistency over time. That's that's really the, you know the difference. So exactly. eleven games, you know. right? Eleven. Games. Yeah, and 11 look, games. it's a it's a forty million dollar gamble for the Dodgers, and it probably would have been, you know, a forty million dollar gamble for the Mets. So if it works out, you're a genius. If it doesn't, then oh man, you know, then all the Dodgers fans are going to say, "What did we do this for? The guy had a great year. Well, we never should have done it." You know, right. and and then he can opt out, and then then he can come to the Mets. Well, that's that's why the Mets <laughs> for less money. Yeah. Well, it's for not- less money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, come on, come on over. We'll take your course. But yeah. uh, well, that's that's the Dodgers thinking though, right? So the Dodger is almost like what the Yankees did, you know, the Steinbrenner years, where it's like they they picked up Manny Machado and like, all right, we didn't know World Series with you, no problem. Mookie Betts, come on in. And right. so as a Mets fan, I thought this offseason was going to be that, right? Right. I thought it was going to be like the like, as you alluded to the the uh, Canada team outbid the Mets. What a local yeah. kid, high kid, and so. It's frustrating. It just—I don't know, guys. It just—you know—we're building building for something. That's what you got to believe, right? Right. You got it. You got to believe. And and I honestly don't think again that they that they got outbid because again, I think it had. I think the money had a little to do with them still wanting to to land Bauer, but I think it actually had more to do with the whole Porter thing, as far as as far as Springer goes. It just it just honestly it had to it had to have the timing and everything else. You know, why would he want to do that? But, hey, you know what? You know, kudos to Toronto for landing him. Kudos to the Dodgers for getting Bauer. Now let's go out, like we keep saying, and get Jake and get Jackie and get get Mike and Francisco re-signed and, uh, and let's play some baseball. You know? Okay. Uh, I don't Listen, think... I'm going to be uh, hopeful, but uh, I agree with you in, in many respects, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. I'm hopeful, <laughs> but I'm not going to hold my breath until it happens because, you know, why would you? We've we've known too much disappointment already. Listen, yeah, man, exactly. I, I wasn't I wasn't born in '86, so I, I you know I, I'm still looking for that. <laughs> still looking for that. You know, that, that, the ticket tape parade. Hopefully, COVID will be gone by then, and you know I can just celebrate with everybody, just seeing the miracle happen again. You know. Yeah, it was it was fun. I'll, I'll, tell, <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So, uh, Pete, uh, Pete, and I, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, Pete, Pete and I were around, although we were very, 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 very young at the time. Pete and I were around for the first World Series too, but uh, yeah, I don't remember much. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, we were, um, you know, we were, we were probably in close proximity to a TV, or so I've been told anyway from my father. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't tell you other than I mean, I watched all the games, but I, you know, you know, uh, many, many years after they played them. But yeah, yeah. no, it, it would be very, it would be a World Series championship would be very nice. You know, would be very nice. And, uh, and, and more than one <laughs> every 30 years too would be very nice. Uh, so, um, well, we're, we're due. We are, we are. <laughs> we're, we're overdue. We're, we're overdue. We're, we're overdue. Uh, the Marlins have won every, every team. Oh, come on! Every team in the National League East has won a World Series since the Mets won. So, I've seen the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series twice. Come on! 
right, now I'm getting depressed. I know. Let's not get depressed. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I can tell you stories as a kid, and I grew up like the Kansas City Royals were like the worst team. So I wasn't around for the George Brett era. So for me, the Royals were just always a joke team. And the fact that like I, in my own lifetime, I went to a game and, and, and <laughs> the Royals. Who, I don't think I've seen the Royals win over seventy games ever. And all of a sudden, they have a, a blimp on the, on the radar. And like, oh, here's their thirtieth anniversary. By the way, they just beat the Mets in the World Series. In yeah, five. yeah. So. You know, we could do this all night, guys. So it's, stay yeah. positive, like you said. I'm ready. I'm, you get me back pumped up for pitchers and catchers coming up. Absolutely, pitchers and catchers coming up. Pre training after that. Exactly. Let's like like I said. Let's sign these guys. Let's extend the other guys, and let's play some baseball and and make the moves in season, and then make the moves after next season, and get to the playoffs this year, and win a series, and see where it goes from there. Let let's just let let's do the right thing, and let's keep it going. I don't think anything. I will. I. I do not think that this has been a bust of an offseason. I don't. I, I think we are all disappointed because of what we thought could have happened and what should have happened with a couple of them. But you know what? And, and everybody's been saying it, and it's, it's cold comfort, and it's you know whatever you want to call it, uh, what it is. But the bottom line is maybe we dodged a bullet, okay? That's a lot of money for Trevor Bauer. And the Dodgers, it, with, give, them, give them all the due – all, all the kudos that they're due, the Dodgers are in a better position to repeat as World Series champions than the Mets are to even get to a World Series. So he has a better shot of winning there, and they have a better shot of getting value for their money. Yeah, I mean, we could have we, we could have had the best rotation or one of the best rotations in baseball. But I think, we, like I said, I think we probably, it's probably more likely that we dodged a bullet because how much better would we have been with him than we are going to be without him? And it's going to be measured in a matter of a couple of games. And like you said, Phil, I mean, that it could come down to those couple of games could be the difference between getting a wild card and winning the division. And that's absolutely possible. And it probably is what's going to happen. But um, is it worth that extra $40 million to win those extra couple of games and get to a, and and win the division, and then not get to a World Series, then have that money to re-sign Conforto and uh, Lindor with, and and get and get to the playoffs as a wild card instead. <laughs> you know, think about it. Of course, of course. or or have Trevor Bauer and or you know or, or Springer, and then still re-sign those guys, which is. The, the, the expectation that we were when this offseason right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, so in a perfect world, I look, would say it's a good offseason, not not great. Not right. In yeah, a perfect world, we would have gotten. In a perfect world, we would have gotten Real Muto, Springer, Lindor, and uh, they shook uh, out. They shook and out. Bauer. And Real Muto, I know they were as much right. in the can we talked about earlier. Yes, I can. Right. I'm, but we, bottom Re- line is the big three free agents. They shook out in all of them, and. And, and, and it's frustrating, guys. So it, I, I understand that they're building. And when, when they do sign Lindor, because I'm not that crazy. I'm not that pessimistic where they're going to resign him, okay? Like, right. They're going to give him $300 million for seven years or whatever it is going to be. And they're going to, you know, those guys, Conforto, they're staying here. They're, they're blue and orange. We don't have to worry about them. Conforto may even be the next captain. The guy is already the union rep and great leader guy. So, sure. yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely think that's coming. It, it's just like. Is the expectation of I want to be that East Coast Dodgers? I, I you know, and and, and next off season, I, I hope Uncle Stevie like comes up with a vengeance or the trade deadline, like he said, like all right, let's go get this guy, kind of thing. You know, right. the only thing I worry now, the only thing, and I'm not going to bring the mood down, but the only thing I worry now, based on <laughs> based on what Springer did and what obviously Bauer just did today, is that big name free agents use Uncle Steve to bolster up their payday and then go to the team that they really want to go to and say, Hey, I'll come to you if you, if you match this deal or, or, you know, and, and all of a sudden we're just getting used left and right for people to get bigger contracts from other, other teams. Yeah. But I mean, the the Yankees have been used for years and they found the way to always get their man. Right. Right. I mean, Garrett Cole, they got, they got him. I think they got his guy. That was, it was no secret last season. The Yankees wanted Garrett, Garrett Cole. Right. But they got his, they got his guy. I, you know, um, Evan Roberts and uh, Craig Carden, the fan, I, I try to listen to them sometimes when it takes. And they even said, too, CC Sabathia, they, it was, he was a bit in the bidding war. They got him. So we got to get a guy. So, and as you, as you said, too, like, oh, we were Springer or Bauer. Okay. Once Porter's gone, you got to get your guy then. Okay. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's, this is New York and, and, and Sandy's older and you're not going to be here that longer. So your legacy is going to be a guy who, 
drafted some good players, but couldn't couldn't get it done. You know, you 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 just didn't get it done. And I don't want it to be that legacy, but right now I, I'm feeling I'm, I'm I just still have that feeling that way. And I I, I wish him the best. And you know, it, it just I, I still have that vision of him trading for Carlos Gomez instead of getting like Cespedes because like some stupid like war stat or who, who the hell knows. And, and just like, come on, man, like. Uh, uh, it's, he scares me. That Moneyball Sandy still scares me, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, well yeah, let, let's hope that that Carlos Gomez and and clearly, you know, the the the, the cards were in our favor with him filling that physical. But um, let let's let's hope that was more of a Wilpon thing and money than it was an actual Sandy move. You know, probably you want to say something. Well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, all of these moves are only ultimately going to be decided by how they pan out, right? Yeah, it's the old axiom: if the, if if the move works. If it works out, then it's a genius move. If it doesn't work out, then it's then it's a mistake. If Bauer goes out and goes, you know, eight and eighteen this season, and you know, kind of falls off the cliff, right. then we're going to go, "Whew, we dodged that bullet." So right. uh, it doesn't seem like it's probably not going to do that, but um, you know, you kind of have to roll with those punches and you sort of reassess where you were. Exactly. I, I, again, I. I don't think that's going to happen. He's in a great situation, obviously, yeah. in Los Angeles. But uh, so let's follow the schedule. Uh, I believe August thirteenth. I mean, the pay, based on the projected rotation of the Dodgers that week, August thirteenth. That week, the Dodgers visit City Field, and so hopefully by then they have fans in the, in the stands. And I'm not saying it's, it's full Chase Utley, but it, <laughs> it has potential. That game, that game has potential to be a lot of fun. To circle on your calendars if fans are well. Let's there. just let, if, if let's, <laughs> let's just hope that since they're in all likelihood will not be, you know, and, and, and who knows, maybe there will be actually a DH because they haven't finalized that. It looks like there's not going to be, but uh, if there, if there's not a DH, uh, if, if you're, if you're talking about brushback, let's hope that Noah is back on the mound and uh, <laughs> in the game that uh, Trevor is about. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Right, so, so we can pull a, a, a chase Utley and, and pitch behind him. <laughs> yeah. I hope he doesn't get thrown out of the game that day, but um before we, well, before that's we when let... you want you want your opener, right? You want your opener in there for the first couple <laughs> yeah. of innings, just, yeah. just till Bauer gets up and then just bonk him and then just get an right, opener for now. two or three innings, and then all right, <laughs> sorry, up, oh, you you, you got to leave the game, sorry. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Um, all right, before we let you go, and don't go anywhere too. I'm just going to minimize you, and we'll, we'll 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 BS with you afterwards for a second. But uh, before we let you go, and and Pete and I wrap it up, uh, I got one question for you, completely off topic, but Mets related. Black jerseys, yay or nay? Uh hundred percent back, hundred yeah. percent. Friday nights, MIB, Friday nights. MIB, Mets and black. Yep, Friday night, Friday night, Mets black jerseys. There's no reason not to do it. I definitely, I like that MIB well, Mets. Only, I, like that. I, I love when he did like the military Mondays. I, uh-huh. I, I like when you have a tradition like that. Like sure. to me, to me, I rather them do that than like randomly like okay, this is gonna be our jersey this year and have some stupid like swish, you know, the, like early nineties. To me, that was when I was a kid, and they had that stupid, like you know, the the Rico Gronier style, like Mets, like that, like I rather them change it like once a week than like just completely change something stupid on the logo. Sure, you know? right, I wouldn't right. mind seeing an occasional orange jersey. I thought those Los Mets jerseys were pretty pretty uh, sweet when they oh, uh, ma- fire, them. man. Those are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, have Pete. fun with it. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Why not? Absolutely. Why the hell not? I mean, there's uh, what. Bauer was just on the uh, the Reds. The Reds have what thirty different uniforms. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> you know, who cares? Who cares? The more the merrier. Uh, you know, and I love people that say, you know, the uh, the uh, black's not a black's not a Mets color. It's 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 blue and uh, blue and orange, blue and orange, blue and orange. All right, well that means so we can have white on it either because white's not a Mets color. It's blue and orange. I guarantee uh, you, if they brought back the Mercury Mets jersey once a year. People will go nuts, bananas selling. It's like the Masters when people buy all that stuff you only could buy at the Masters. Mm-hmm. The Mets brought back like Mercury Mercury Mets for the gift shop for a day. Or, sure, people will go nuts. Absolutely. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. all about marketing anyway. He wants to sell. He wants to sell things. He wants to make money or whatever. Right. You you put four different brand new uniforms. You you put the black jerseys back. You put the Los Mets orange ones back. You put you put the the Mercury Mets ones back. You put the uh, um. Uh, you bring back the military Mondays, and you have a different uniform every day of the week. People are going to buy them. Look at my name. I'm Jersey Johnny. You know why I'm Jersey Johnny other than the fact that I live in New Jersey? Because I have a ton of jerseys in the closet. Awesome, awesome. You don't think I'm going to go buy it? Of course I am. Well, I got uh, a ton of patches. So they, if they make yeah. a new patch, I got to get it too. So, I totally agree. Totally agree. Anytime, oh, there's a new patch, got to get it. Even though I can't find a spot on it in this one, 
yeah. the process of making another jacket. Another jacket. And, uh, you know, so I have some that I have to retire or frame because it's like, really rare. And I, I can't even put it on here. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have a lot of jerseys. You have a lot of patches. And Pete has a lot of radios. So. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I'm just trying to—I'm looking around, trying to figure out what I—what the hell I have a lot of that's Mets related. Nothing. Uh, I got a couple of pen holders. There you go. I got there the Mike go. Piazza pen holder and, and, and another one. So there you go. I got two. You got two. Sounds like a great giveaway. There you go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Perfect. We can do that. That's we're gonna exactly what it was. We're gonna with the log room. We're gonna have log room caps with the Mets insignia on the side. We'll give them away on uh, on some Mets uh, Mets corner uh, shows that we do. <laughs> All right, hang out for a minute. Don't don't disconnect yet. We'll uh, we'll get back to you in a second. Oh, thanks, we'll just, sign off. Oh, we'll, yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, and uh, that was really cool. We'll uh, we're definitely going to once the season gets rolling, we're going to do more Mets corner, so you can you can pop back on whenever uh, whenever we uh, have something interesting cool. to talk about. It'd be cool. Awesome, man. I just want to tell my audience, uh, Patchman Phil on Instagram and Twitter. Um, give you know, give me a follow. I appreciate it. And uh, LFGM, and uh, you know, shoot me a DM or message me, and I'll uh, I'll see you at the City Field. I'm always there. You got it. All right. All right. Sit, sit tight. We'll get back to you in a second. And uh, we'll, uh, and again, thanks for coming on. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. All right, you got it. All right. Um, so, in in wrapping up. There we go. Just a little <laughs> quick Mets corner. Little quick Mets corner for you. <laughs> little little quick 20-minute, 60-minute Mets yeah, corner for you. 20, 25 minutes tops. That's all we need. <laughs> but, you know, we covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground. We talked – Look at it this way. We talk today about the Mets almost as long as we talk about the Jets and the Giants on a Wednesday. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think we have to say anything about them on Wednesday. We've covered it all here. <laughs> we covered it all, yeah. Unless, well, the, unless uh, Harry's got some insights. Uh, Harry, Mets, Harry might have some it. insights. We might have to ask him. If not, we'll just <laughs> refer everybody to this actual podcast. And then we can talk more about basketball at that point. Yeah, there but, you go. You know, there but you we go. All, Anybody that is listening to this one, we're going to be doing a special Super Bowl Sunday uh, Super Bowl uh, insanity, uh, you know, break up the monotony, so to speak, uh, de- uh, podcast, uh, Facebook Live and YouTube channel live uh, at noon on Sunday. Uh, watch for the uh, post. Uh, noon uh, Eastern. Noon Eastern, that is. Noon Eastern, 10 o'clock Mountain Time, where Harry Lugnuts resides. Uh, and uh, it, that should be uh, interesting and a little fun. Uh, we'll have a little fun with that. So you break up your monotony uh, while you got your chili cooking. And I know while my chili is going to be cooking, I'll be doing it. So uh, you make a chili on uh, Sunday, Pete? Uh, I think not. Actually, I was looking at a um, okay, some sort of a chicken stew kind of a dip. Really? Uh, recipe that I came across that I might try. It's a nice. crock pot thing. Crock pot thing. I've done so. uh, I've done something so I did a buffalo chicken dip in the crock pot a couple of times. Yeah, that's so, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty it works pretty good. It's cream cheese in it and everything else is nice. I'm uh, also thinking about uh buffalo uh fried fried buffalo deviled eggs. Fried buffalo deviled eggs. Hmm. Yeah, I have a recipe for that. <clears throat> that sounds interesting. Uh it's a, lot of, it's a lot of work, but I might I might try it. I might uh we're doing I know we're doing wings and I'm making two chilies. I'm making my red chili and my green chili. So, yeah, uh, right. so I'll have them going while uh, while we're doing our uh, Super Bowl insanity. Uh, so there we go. So yeah, break up your day because how much pregame do you really need to watch? How much pregame? You watch a little bit in the morning, break it up with us, and then uh, and then go back to it when uh, the actual broadcast starts uh, after after having some fun with the uh, with the three of us on Sunday. So um, there you go. But wrapping it up today, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, like I said, and like I said when when Phil was still on with us. Um, I think I think the Mets are heading in the right direction. I think the bottom line, and I'm going to be po- posting something because I started writing it before, and I'll finish writing it, so it'll be on the website and on Facebook uh, tonight, either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, I think the Mets did dodge a bullet with uh, with with Bauer. It would have been a great oh, addition. Sure, you say that now. Oh no, no, I do, and I said it before too. I said it in the last week's podcast. I think that they, <clears throat> they, their, their money's better spent in other places. The the difference in the games that they could have gotten with him aren't going to make that big of a difference other than if it was the difference between winning the division and getting a wild card. And when he goes 22 and five and the Mets come up a game short, you'll be singing a different. If he tune. goes 22 and five and the Mets come up a game short. Well, then I'm going to say, yeah, well, that's typical <laughs> for the Mets, you know, but I honestly believe it's not going to be the case. I think he, I don't think he's going to go five and 22, but I don't think he's going to go 22 and five either. And I think the Mets are going to be just fine without him. Especially if they right. sign Jake Odorizzi, as you pointed out before, has very virtually similar, the same guy, very similar numbers, 
career-wise, not last year. Career, Clearly right, last year, Bauer was supreme over a lot of people, including DeGrom even. But, uh, and a lot of that was <laughs> offense, but that's besides the point. Oh, yeah. um, not, not even offense, just relief, I should say. Um, but in any event, uh, yeah, it was offense. Like I said, I'm, I'm not holding year. my breath, but I'm hopeful. I'm not holding my breath either, but I'm more hopeful than I am most years. <laughs> so we'll, All right. uh, we'll have to figure that out. We'll see how it goes. We'll play it by year. And uh, you know what? We'll, like I said once, like I said before when Phil was on, uh, once spring training starts, we're probably going to be doing uh, every other week we'll do a Mets corner. And then during the season, it might even get weekly. We'll see. Twice um, a day, maybe. Twice a day, even because there's always some stuff you know we could talk about. So yeah, but sure. uh, we'll uh, we'll figure that out. But yeah, pay attention. Keep uh, uh, keep um, uh, your uh, your eyes on the uh, the posts for when we do do these, and of course our podcast every uh, week uh, on Wednesdays is um, on Facebook Live and on YouTube, and we go live every Wednesday at seven thirty now with those. And um, remember to like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All are at The Logger Room. And, of course, our website. Don't forget to visit it, www.loggerroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-M.com. All of our podcasts are on there. All of our blogs, our articles are on there. Uh, some uh, other interesting, cool stuff is on there. You can read our bios. They're pretty funny. And, uh, again, if you haven't done so already, if you want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a great weekend. Don't worry about the Mets. They're heading in the right direction. Uh, I, I personally believe we dodged a bullet. Um, but uh, we'll talk more Mets next Wednesday on the podcast. Uh, for now, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Make sure you uh, tune in at noon for our uh, sport, uh, Super Bowl Insanity show. Noon we will, on Sunday. Noon, noon on, on Sunday. Sunday. It'll be a great show. We'll have a lot of fun, and we will talk to you soon, folks. Take care. Cheers. <laughs>